No Gods, No Monsters contains spoilers, profanity, and substance use. get a tattoo of this turtle and not a gamera i think that'd be funny <laughs> if i want people's like look at my kaiju tattoo you should get a tattoo of this turtle flying <laughs> that's like i can't imagine a more niche tattoo that's like <laughs> that's a joke for you and you alone i love that Definitely. i just want to show off my kaiju tattoo <laughs> Welcome to No Gods, No Monsters. We're the anti-tourism kaiju and monster movie podcast in a world where no one's coming to save us. I'm Rabbit. <laughs> I'm Charlie. I'm Bardo. And uh, today we're talking about 1970s space amoeba. Uh, Charlie, you want to tell us what this movie's about? Oh boy, do I ever. In 1969, the Apollo 11 spaceflight led to the first humans to ever walk on the moon. Sometimes considered a sexy goddess, sometimes considered cheese, sometimes considered both. Planting human feet on the moon was one of the most positive historical moments of the 20th century and was the realization of a dream that humanity had held since the dawn of time. The moonwalk inspired all corners of the world, from the most socialist and therefore crummiest, starvingest, and poorest halls of the Kremlin, to a brave and dull little boy in California named Rabbit, to the Japanese Space Force. The latter, in fact, were so inspired that they created Helios 7, an unmanned rocket whose purpose was to gather data on Jupiter and return in three and a half years. Unfortunately, Japan's Houston lost contact with Helios 7 after only a few months. What they didn't realize, and what one brave and dull little reporter named Kudo did realize, was that Helios 7 had turned around and come back to the ocean floors of Earth. Kudo, while working on a project for a hotel resort on the beloved island of Selgio, was soon confronted with the fact that Helios 7 had been taken over by a space amoeba, a species of landlords with the power to possess other <laughs> living beings and grow them to kaiju sizes. The inhabitants of the island, along with Kudo and his Japanese cohorts, Hishino, biologist Maida, and corporate spy Obata make battle with the possessed monsters. Yes, they play squid games with a, with a giant squid by setting it afire. Yes, they play crab games with a giant crab by blowing it to pieces. <laughs> and yes, they play gamma games with a giant turtle by unleashing bats on it. Bats, I hear you gasp in, in astonishment and fright? Yeah, it turns out that the space amoeba's weakness is ultrasound. And thus, the dolphins and bats of the island are the true saviors of the day. And also, the corporate spy guy participates in saving the day by jumping into a volcano. So, what did that Apollo crew bring back to Earth that day in 1969? <laughs> Things have only been going downhill since then, and exponentially so with every astronaut who returns from space. Think about it. Ronald Reagan, Margaret Thatcher, post-80s ska, the Star Wars franchise, 9-11, the Iraq War... Furries, the death of the queen, this fucking podcast, inevitable climate destruction. The evidence is insurmountable. In all space travel, in all astronauts, dare I say it, in all space, for the children and the planet and the future. It's space amoeba, baby. Do we have to talk about this movie? I just want to talk about that some more. Like, 
This is blowing my mind. All the other conspiracy theories mean nothing to me now. Man, you make us laugh and you make us think, Charlie. I appreciate it. You're welcome. That's what a, a jester does. Is it? Uh, so, so okay, general thoughts. I haven't talked to you all at all about this. What did you all think of this movie? Oh, I guess we should first mention why we're watching this movie. Like, Yeah, I would like to know. Uh Okay, yeah. I, so, I forgot why. Uh, uh, when we started this podcast, the idea was that we would cover every uh, Godzilla, Gamera, and King Kong movie, including ones that are just in their that universe, the same universe as them. Um, so, like, we covered Rodan because Rodan joins in with Godzilla, for instance. This movie has three kaiju, and two of them appear briefly in later Godzilla films. Oh. Um, the turtle. Oh my god, I can't remember the name. Komiba uh, is washed ashore and found dead on a beach in, I believe, uh, Godzilla Tokyo SOS, the Millennium film. And then the squid uh, is briefly in Final Wars, Godzilla Final Wars. So technically, Godzilla Universe. So here we are. All right. Thank you. That's crazy. Totally. I should have written that down. I hope I got it right. No, I mean, it sounded like you knew what you were talking about. Either way. You convinced me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on board with this. (laughs) It felt like it was very much in its own world, though. Yeah. It didn't feel like... I mean, it felt like a Godzilla movie or whatever, but, like, um, there's no indication that, like, there were giant monsters Yeah, I mean, in this movie, there's characters who are surprised and disbelieving at the idea of monsters so obviously if this was in the godzilla <laughs> this is a godzilla movie proper they wouldn't have been so surprised yes none of the other yeah none of the other ones have that um they even mention a monster an island of monsters at the beginning that's not monster island like that's how removed it yeah feels. apparently yeah. all they meant by that was just this island where they have a myth about monsters yeah. <laughs> like yeah. a legend about monsters right? which i feel like there's probably quite a few islands yeah. like <laughs> most every continent yeah <laughs> maybe not in this world who knows but yeah, technically it's connected, whatever that means, for Toho or whatever. I'm glad I watched it. I'm, you know, it, uh, mm-hmm. it was a very silly movie. There's a lot of... Definitely. A lot of, um, I could say, easy outs. You know, like, our protagonists <laughs> were confronted with the situation, and, like, the solution just arrives, you know? Like, <laughs> it's It's very, like, when they're like, oh, we need gasoline and guns yeah. and then all of a sudden they turn around and there's just like a group of indigenous people carrying gasoline and guns and they're like ah perfect. Not, not only that they're like we need gasoline oh but all of our gasoline was just destroyed and then all of a sudden there's a bunch of people like don't worry we have gasoline yeah <laughs> it just seems so i mean pointless to even bring salute. it up that the gasoline was destroyed yeah <laughs> 
Totally. I mean, not only do they solve stuff through those coincidences, but the whole setup is coincidences. The the main character is reading a newspaper story <laughs> yeah. about Helios 7 when Helios 7 goes by his window and then goes back and is sent to do a story on the island where Helios <laughs> yeah. 7 landed. Yeah. It makes no yeah. sense. Not only that, he's marked perfectly where Helios 7 landed on the map, and he points to it and he's like, I bet this is where the island is. And like, yep, direct overlap. <laughs> From a plane looking yeah. at the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Impeccable. Uh, originally, apparently, this movie was going to take place, like, all over the world, like, jet-setting, and then they realized they didn't have the money, and they had to just film it in one place, so they picked Guam, and then they realized they didn't have the money to film in Guam, so they picked this place. And I just... I'm assuming those things are why they rushed some story things. I mean, you know, this isn't totally out of the normal for... Toho monster movies, but it felt even more ridiculous yeah, and rushed. Yeah, in some ways. over the top. Just like the <laughs> amount of, like the circumstances just working perfectly every single time. Are yes, it was remarkable to watch. It was like, why present me with a problem in the first place? And, and <laughs> I kind of felt like for the first half, especially, this felt a little more like a horror film than most of the kaiju movies. Did you all get that vibe at all? Like, there were, like, more singular deaths, like one person getting snatched by a tentacle and, like, uh, like kind of a mystery around what the bad guy there was. Were, there um, were smaller bad guys, I think, is, is part of it. You know, like, they're much smaller sure. kaiju, so, like, they could interact on an interpersonal level in a way that, like... You know, it's slightly closer to uh, the mummy than, yeah, like Godzilla proper. You know, I'm picturing like how tall the squid was compared to like the huts, and to me, it's kind of similar to like the octopus in uh, King Kong versus Godzilla, yeah. or like maybe Varan. But maybe, maybe I'm wrong, or maybe there's just inconsistent heights. Mm. I definitely think they're smaller than, like, Godzilla, for sure. Yeah, it's for sure smaller than Godzilla, um, but still a kaiju. But, yeah, I think a kaiju on the smaller size. Um, for sure. Yeah, I, I when I was watching it, I wasn't thinking that. But now that you are mentioned that, yeah. I, like, that first kill in particular, kind of, I could definitely see what you're saying for... Or, like, when it's tromping through the house and, like, pulling... <laughs> Pulling guys out of the house with his with his tentacles, like it's... the problem with that is that he just looks so fucking silly when he's out of the water and just walking oh, around. Oh, I loved that. That was my favorite part I of love this. Him, but but then it's just like there's no way I could think of it in any way a horror movie when he's just yeah, not horrifying. <laughs> yeah, I guess it was just the the vibes like. It just I all of a sudden was like, oh, it feels like I'm watching a horror movie. I had to go back and think why, but. Yeah, I wasn't afraid by any means. I know, I, was also I, know, like, I know you weren't afraid. Um, yeah, I thought you were afraid, I'm like just, a big baby. No. <laughs> yep. Big baby, scared. Of, it was scary how he walked. How does the thing walk like that? It was fun how watching his like front two legs as the big two tentacles. <laughs> it, like, it looked great. He yeah. just looked like he had two really strong tentacles. Man, I could not, I did not see that. I thought it was like being held up by something i totally missed that because really? it was just so floppy but i guess i just missed the two not floppy parts <laughs> yeah it looked great i loved it i thought it, i thought it looked great i love squids so i was i mean i even have, I have a squid tattoo um so i was i was very happy we got a squid kaiju oh, um, yeah. and him 
He looks. Oh, I just wanted to give him a big hug. He looks so cute. When I uh, <laughs> when I saw was presented with who this monster was initially, I'm like, oh, it's a squid. It's gonna be stuck <laughs> in the water the whole time. <laughs> and then it just came dropping out, and it looked beautiful, beautiful creation. <laughs> That's true. Like if it's an. I kept thinking kind of like an octopus, which like makes sense to go on land, but how the fuck is this squid? Because yeah. it has two really That's... strong, tough guy tentacles. <laughs> My imagination, I need to work on it. Like, I never would have come up with this. It's fucking great. Um, yeah, I generally think this movie was pretty fucking weak. It was, yeah, the coincidences, the like, the monsters were all kind of mid to low tier, you know, of like creativity. They were kind of just like the bigger animals. Um, and the, I don't know, the story was so fucking weird. I do like by the end, I got a little more stoked on it because I feel like there's some kind of cool stuff in there that they're just not telling us well. But like, so it definitely went up a bit. But in the beginning, I was pretty like, it felt pretty low on the list. For yeah, sure. I I agree with that, although I, I don't fully agree with like, like I said, I love squids, so I was kind of stoked there was a squid kaiju, even though it was just supposed to be a enlarged squid. And also, I love turtles, so I was kind of stoked on a turtle kaiju, even though obviously oh, it's yeah. not the goat uh, turtle kaiju. Um, but I was stoked on that, too. And I thought the crab was pretty neat. Um, I wasn't really bothered, even though I can see why a lot of people would just be like, oh, just an enlarged monster. I was, I was kind of okay with that, because I liked their choices. But... Hell yeah. Overall, I I did think the movie was just kind of drag a lot. I don't know why. It just didn't really excite me and bring me into it. So I definitely think it was on a lower tier. Uh, and when I think about like a lot of the different elements, I like I love the bats were cool and the, yeah. But the guy fucking jumped into a volcano to kill himself. That's, totally. That's that's metal. Um, I thought the ending like that of the human story was yeah. cool. It, yeah. But the ending with the kaiju was not yeah. choreographed in an exciting way. It was like kind of like the what's supposed to be the the cherry on top was kind of the letdown. Yeah, I agree um, with that. The final bit was not that great. Um, yeah, it. Yeah, it. So I liked it because all the characters were all so weird. Like every single person, <laughs> yes. like from when the uh, what what's his fucking name, the. Uh, the corporate spy, Obata. Uh, Obata, that's it. Introduced yeah. himself as when he introduced himself as an anthropologist. I'm like, that is like the snazzy. I've met a lot of anthropologists, and that is the <laughs> snazziest dressed anthropologist yes. I've ever met. <laughs> Why would anyone believe this person? But uh, and how did he just sweet talk his way onto their raft onto the <laughs> island? Like everything yeah. about this is so. It's so straightforward that it's almost unpredictable. That that part was additionally weird because Kudo very obviously didn't trust him, but he still just let him call come along and <laughs> never protested at all. Yeah. Yeah. There were so many characters that I had a lot of trouble keeping track of who they were. I was pausing and like trying to remember and writing all the names down and I was getting them mixed up. Especially like like Yokoyama, yeah, yeah. Yokoyama. I was getting him mixed up with like the biologist, and so I I do think maybe some of my like stress and being annoyed in the beginning was that I was trying to like keep track for a podcast, um, because normally I wouldn't care. It's mm -hmm. just like oh they're doing funny stuff, but 
to a level like I didn't feel like any of the characters super stood out except for a few like it just felt a little like too many characters you could have cut back some and had them be a little more prominent yeah um but they were really funny and goofy this movie was funny and goofy in a kind of self-aware feeling way kind of yeah i i don't know i it it both feels like incredibly lazy and also like they had fun doing it (laughs) totally uh which is cool. You know, I'm happy to watch that. This was not yeah. the worst Godzilla universe oh, no. movie I've Definitely. watched. <laughs> Definitely not. Far. Definitely not. I I mean, it was better than the last one we watched. <laughs> <For> one. <laughs> I, like, wait, no, that was the the one with the robbers, right? <laughs> yes. Oh, this this that was way better than this. No, wow. I, I disagree. I love that one. Not love, but I like that one. We had a good time talking yeah, about like it. We had fun yeah. talking about it. I did not have a good time watching it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. Yeah, I don't want to pick any out because it's hard. Like, But yeah, I, I agree. It's it's down there, but it's not like obviously the worst one no, by, no, by no. any means. I I enjoyed watching it, and it was a cool 83 minutes, which is fucking yep. solid. Yeah, like, as, as soon as I was like... How much more time is this movie gonna have? Guy jumped into a volcano. I'm like, ah, perfect. You know, yeah. <laughs> <Done>. totally. <laughs> um, just a heads up. I read uh, Peter H. Brothers' Mushroom Cloud and Mushroom Men, the fantastic cinema of uh, Shiro Honda for this. So I have a little bit uh, that's probably gonna be coming from that. In- and also, uh, Peter H. Brothers very much did not like this movie. <laughs> oh yeah, throwing that out there. <laughs> He was just like, I mean, he said a kind of a lot of what we've been saying, but uh, even harder on it. Like, uh, I think we liked it more than he did. Yeah. Well, y'all want to give some awards? What's the award sound? I forgot we had an award sound. I fuck. We've been dropping the ball. We paid for it. I know. That's where all our money goes. Uh, who wants to start? Dumb cop of the week. I mean, Obata. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, I I would say that um, uh, working for corporate interests rather than helping these people get you out of a get out of a bad situation is cop behavior. Yeah, totally legit. Trying to escape um, and leave everyone else by themselves and just trying to get out of there, which uh, is just abandoning people that need help. A um, to save yourself and then also just stupid because you're like I'm gonna get away from this squid by raft um, <laughs> very stupid dumb and a cop yeah. fucking check yep. check <laughs> totally okay so that's both y'all's uh, I fully agree with you uh, I'm gonna go though I'm gonna give a little one to uh, Kudo because when Ayako the like only woman with them except for uh, Saki yeah um, when she, when she asks for a gun, he just laughs in her face, and that was just like fucking weird to me. <laughs> like I just didn't like it. And I'm like fuck you, you're a dumb cop. I don't like you. I but generally I thought he was okay. Yeah, I remember that moment. And at first, like it felt very antagonistic and dismissive, but then like a few seconds later, I was thinking maybe, maybe it was kind of like laughing along. Like, yeah, we. Like, what the fuck is, is, are we going to 
do type of thing. Like we're in this horrible situation. I don't know. At, at first I felt the same way. And then like a few seconds later, I guess like reading when it cut to like more of a shot of all of them kind of reacting together, it didn't feel as much as like the kind of outright sexist thing that originally felt like, and more like a commiserating we're all mm. fucked together type of thing. I uh, see. But maybe that's just me trying to be kind of generous. I don't know. It's sweet of you. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will say, like, look, uh, gender aside, I will say when Akeo saw a tiny turtle, she screamed bloody murder. <laughs> so maybe she shouldn't have a gun. I don't know. But I had to find a dumb cop for the week. <laughs> that's the only, I think the only time I thought that they presented a scenario and presented a solution and then they they didn't just go with the solution that they've been presented which is they needed someone else with a gun there was someone else with a gun <laughs> and they said nah we're not going that way every other every other problem they were they had a solution like almost immediately except for the giant <laughs> totally. monsters that's that's a good point i was gonna say to be fair when she screamed and she saw that turtle if she had a gun at that time, she would have killed the turtle. <laughs> and considering exactly. that was a Chekhov's turtle, that would have been a good oh, shit. idea. What a see they kill all the animals just in case they get giant. <laughs> That's what I do whenever I get to an island. <laughs> totally, totally. Um, okay. Uh Praxis Award. Who's up? I feel like we're all gonna have the same one, right? I was okay. gonna say Obata for oh. being uh a cop who realized that the only good cop is one who uh, isn't a cop anymore and they use the force. And so he Hell jumps yeah. into a volcano. Hell yeah. Good one, man. That's solid. Very reminiscent of our first Praxis Award, I think, which was the guy getting interrogated, so he just jumped out the window and died. What was that? That was Destroy All Monsters, yeah. Yeah. Um, I be- maybe we have the same one, Barto. Is it the... Uh, is it the dudes with Gizora, or oh, however you say? No. Oh, I guess we have different ones. Wow! For, Sick. for what? What's for yours? supporting the natives' embargo on fishing on their on their <laughs> land, <laughs> killing those fishermen. Nice. Who were Solid. also hotel speculators? Who I guess right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it was weird. There's a sign there that says like Sojio Island, and it already has like hotel drawn on it. Oh, right, did it? didn't it? I don't know. I think Maybe. it did. That wouldn't shock me. Plant. That was like when they first go to the island and they're showing them fishing. They like it like cuts to a sign. This is like Sergio Island. I'm pretty sure there's like a picture of a hotel there. I'm like, why do they already have this fucking sign up? <laughs> Maybe yeah. that's all they did. They Gotta stuck out. Yeah, that's like uh, <laughs> planting a flag on the moon. You know, <laughs> totally. Uh, my Praxis Award is for the natives who show up with gas gu- uh, gu- and guns <laughs> and then are pretty good at th- hurling fire. I was just to be going old school, simple, just make sure you have your gas and guns on hand, you know? <laughs> um, favorite shot. I'll go first. Uh, you mentioned it already, uh, Barto, but uh, the first shot of the rocket with like the giant sun bright behind it. Oh, yeah. I thought it was a pretty cool shot. I had... Two, I guess. One of those ones with just like the rocket floating through space. It had that like 2001 A Space Odyssey kind of quality to it. Like it looked nice. Hell yeah. You know, also it didn't it didn't sheen like, you know, like modern rocket 
movies, space movies, everything sheens in space, but totally. it looked very desolate out there and alone, which was very cool. And then there was a shot after, uh, what's it, Gazora dies, where it's sort of like floating horizontally uh, underwater. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of uh, the same shot in a little bit, but there's stuff oh, around. Oh, interesting, yeah. Um, I don't think that was on purpose. I think that was completely an accident, but... Um, <laughs> totally. It doesn't... Look, initially, it looks like we're just going to get it swimming horizontally, um, which we've not really seen. It turned out it was just crashing and dying in that way that <laughs> kaiju fall. <laughs> but yeah. um, for that moment where it looked like it was swimming, it looked uh, quite beautiful. <laughs> uh, Solid. You kept saying sheen there in the commentary. There's like a 30, 45 second period where they talk about how much the main actor looks like Charlie Sheen. <laughs> it's not my favorite nice. shot <laughs> I just, oh. just want to throw that out there um, One second, let me look at my list of favorite shots Totally You took several I When I watched the movie and I'm taking notes I put like an asterisk uh, next to all my favorite shots oh, cool. And then I choose from those It just comes to me Like I'm trying to rank them I just know it I know the one when it hits me like there's just a point where I'm like ah this this sort of movie can't top this moment I know it can't (laughs) totally yeah that's kind of how I do it but then sometimes well something tops it alright I have a few with Gazora in it so I'm going to pick one of those and I'm also going to mention one other one Um, I guess the uh, shot of Gazora after he he like kills Yoko and the bats come and there's a shot of him through uh, amongst the trees, like going back to the ocean, and there's like bats like hovering uh, above him. Uh, that was a pretty yep. cool shot. Nice. And yeah. then later totally. at the end, um, there is like a f- couple shots where it would just be the bats circling in the air. Is when they're over um, the turtle and the crab, but it was it's just a shot of the bats themselves just in a circle flying. And like, there's some kind of cloud behind him, and there's some a little bit of sun shining through, and it's just a pretty neat looking shot. Hell yeah, solid set. Well, we've kind of already touched on this a little, but let's go let's go a little deeper into these monsters. So, starting with Kazora, I mean, I'm stoked that y'all love this guy. I that the him walking on land is like, you know, it's gonna be hit or miss. I feel like with people watching it. Um, it was kind of a miss with me, but y'all dug it, and I and I do I dig parts of it. I think it's cool Him and creative. Going destroying like that village and stuff, it felt it just didn't feel like most Toho movies. You know, it it felt like uh yeah, it's its own sort of thing to me. It more intimate. Um I, and I thought it was cool that we got that. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Oh yeah. Um like Frankenstein. Yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I liked how the, the shaman, um, or I don't remember what his role was. Chief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what they call it. Yeah, that. he like tried, he tried to pray it away and it just picked him up and threw him. Um, yeah, it did like then, this, like, don't bow to me <laughs> kind of thing. And yeah. Got rid of him. Yeah, and then it just went through and destroyed totally. the, 
the village. That was that was definitely a cool. Um, I, I agree with you. Is 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 a cool little destruction scene. I want to side note. What did you guys think of the opening to this movie? Fucking awesome. I loved the opening to this movie. Do you mean like the title card and, and the, the monsters the battling stuff during the credits and the music? I thought yeah. it was really cool. I thought it was really weird though because I felt like in the narrative of the movie, it's supposed to be a surprise that there's a crab monster and a turtle monster. Doesn't it feel like that? Like, yeah. oh my god! Now all kind of a sudden, of, yeah. They were on the posters okay. too, so yeah. I don't. <laughs> just, I, I I did like the opening a lot. It just felt very kind of. Uh, you're giving up the game. Weird narratively. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't know, but but yeah, Gazora. I thought he looked cool. Like I said earlier, I I fucking I love squids. Squids have been one of my favorite animals for years. Um, I have a, a vampire squid tattoo on my ankle. I thought he was cool as hell. He looked goofy, but in a very lovable and um, uh, likable way to look at. Um, and <laughs> it's ridiculous how he's just walking upright across the land, and then later in the movie, yes. the biologist is like. These monsters are just like <laughs> regular squids, <laughs> and even yeah. though we can also give people frostbite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is that? Like, <laughs> I I really loved all the tentacle mm. stuff. It reminded me a lot of the intro to uh, War mm. of the Gargantuas. Yeah. Um, just cool, different for a kaiju film. All the tentacles coming in. The animated oh. tentacle ones were a little but the first off. tentacle at coming at the guys who were fishing. That looked fucking awesome, yeah. and then it didn't. It it didn't really yes, it did. come back looking quite that good ever again. But I'm trying to remember. Was that one animated? I can't remember. No, it was like a puppet or something. No. Okay, because later, like when he's attacking the village, like there's some shots of him like grabbing people, and it's just looks terrible <laughs> it's like a totally different yeah. color yeah. sometimes like yeah. bright green or dark green um but other than that i liked the tentacle stuff i also thought his death was pretty cool it felt like a classic honda mm -hmm. death where you felt like the tragedy of one of these giant monsters yeah. Yeah. going down um i also thought it was cool, cool. like um they weren't sure it was that or something because you see them positioned along the beach like a while after it's dead and they're still like positioned there ready with fire and guns uh and i don't know there's something kind of neat about that where uh yeah i feel like in a lot of movies or plots they'd be like they oh everyone knows that he's dead um and it's just kind of cool how they implied that they they're still on their toes and ready for it i don't know i thought that was a neat detail which like that adds to the like if there was a way to, you know, get people to get your butts in the seat without knowing that it's a giant monster movie or knowing that there's other monsters, that would have been a cool thing because the timing of that, as a normal audience member, you'd be like, oh, mm -hmm. he can't be dead because there's so much more of the movie left. And then it turns out yeah. it goes into other things. That would have been really cool. But we all knew. We were waiting for the crab. You know, we I wasn't really. I basically turtle. forgot the intro by the time. I knew <laughs> I was looking at other Hell stuff yeah. than, this, than this squid, but like, you know... It, it's not totally unusual cool. to watch a giant monster movie and then, like, in the first two minutes opening credits, you see all these clips from monsters that aren't in that movie. And I thought, yeah, you know, sure. why not? <laughs> For me, it was more the poster that gave it away, um, which I looked at a couple times on Letterboxd like a fool. 
anything else about uh about this guy? We need more squid kaiju. Yeah, we yeah. do. Give us a bigger, more exciting one, I think. Do more stuff, you know, but <laughs> mm-hmm. I like what we got. Totally. Uh, what about Ganime, uh, the crab? It was funny that he was, like, the only one that they could do any damage to at all. They just had to shoot out both his eyes. And... <laughs> yeah. I was... Totally. I was kind of confused. Um, were there two of them? No, the eyes came back miraculously for no reason. But he also blew no him up. Because, like, his arm blew off before, too. I think they just found another crab. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Is, oh, is, I don't know. Is that what happened? They just found in the second crab? I thought it was the same too, but I... I yeah, guess it I doesn't really matter either way. Technically, the amoebas can possess whatever. I just... I thought it was funny that all of a sudden it came back at the end and there's just another fully formed crab. Speaking of... Speaking of... What's his name? A- Abatu? Is that his name? Abata. Abata? I think. Yeah. Why didn't he get giant? I wanted to see a giant Obata. Yeah. Walking around. <laughs> So I, I was so too. confused, like, I guess because they had to have him do a subterfuge, um, <laughs> but yeah, so I guess they get to decide how much they enlarge something. I, and, uh, I was um, just like, but when I, I know we're talking about this other monster, but I was just like, so yeah. when they were like, you will find the most important people and kill them or whatever. Like our, yes. uh, whoever's going to stop us from taking over the earth. I imagined him getting giant and like stomping over to the white house Same. and stomping, over, you know, like I thought that would be such a cool movie. I was so excited for him to get huge, especially like in that yeah. white suit. Like and that was on. immediately what my thought oh. was, was like, do we get a giant suit? Same. too? Totally. Oh, yeah, that was a letdown for sure. Although the ending was great, yeah. so I'm glad we got that ending. But, um, well, going back to the crab, I like, I thought this design was really cool. I liked the fra- crab the most. I loved the eyes and the mouth. It it was like, to me, it was like Ebera, but better. Mm-hmm. Like, they did such yep. a better Ebera. Um, yeah. That was, fu- I don't know. I thought it was thought really it was, cool yeah, looking. I thought all three of the monsters in this were, were cool looking. I thought the, this crab was really great looking. Um, I mean, ultimately, I think the the letdown of all these kaiju is just that they're just enlarged regular animals. Um, but crabs do look weird. You they know, all like... look fantastic. Yeah. True. I mean, they chose three really cool animals to make kaiju out of. Um, yeah, I feel like if they had more personalities or like they did more that what didn't feel like mm-hmm. kind of repetitive or aimless, it would have been fine that they were. I feel like that's more the letdown to me is their what they did yeah. with the, them. Um, but also like just being bigger animals, although they were all really yeah. cool looking animals. I also thought it was super cool when they brought the crab in that like they had finally figured out how to take out the squid and then the thing they did to take out the right. squid didn't yeah. work on the crab yeah. at first. That was a fucking, that was cool. It was also, was I liked how he did fucking Looney Tunes move and tricked him to fall off a cliff. Um, <laughs> or a Tremors move, I guess you could also say. Tremors did it first. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Time is not linear. We all know this. <laughs> yeah i don't know i just i fucking liked the crab like he was my favorite he just seemed to have so much weight and like i don't really get what he was doing like suddenly people would launch and i had no idea why yeah <laughs> he would like hit down and a dude would go ah! but hell yeah that's cool i guess you've never been in a crab fight never not one i wouldn't recommend it and when they blow up the tanks near him the fireworks that's fucking that was 
That was fun. Yeah, it was it was a great sequence, but yeah, aimless, completely aimless is the way. Totally. Like particularly at this point in Toho movies, like almost always yes. the monsters, like something is in control of them or they're like ideology monsters of some kind, but these weren't these were just like well, I won't jump ahead. I won't jump ahead because I know we'll get there. The, I mean, the amoeba was in control of them, but it still was kind of aimless. Like, yeah, they were under control. What am I even talking about? And they're still <laughs> <Yeah>. aimless. <laughs> totally. I thought it was funny out at the end when the bats are going above them, and then uh, the biologist is like, "Now they're just regular monsters." Like, yeah. what does that even mean? Yeah. <laughs> yes. and, yeah, I was also confused. To... Like, why does the bats make them attack each other when they're just like I don't know, possessed by by something else? Uh, what is, I mean, what does yeah. regular monsters mean? Yeah, <laughs> you don't. Yeah. I wrote the same thing with just a bunch of question marks and exclamation <laughs> points. Just regular monsters, and uh, yeah, like one. Oh, it's just one monster plane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Well. I mean, we've already talked about the last one, Kameba, a bit. I just wanted to point out that the, uh, I mean, the head coming out was so sick. And that was done with air compressors, which oh, I thought was pretty sick. Pretty it cool. was like they had yeah. to, like, and it would, like, that's what it, that's go what out it or something. Like. It, it, yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. That's awesome. I like that that a lot. But, yeah, it made me miss Gamera a lot. Yeah. Too bad we don't have any more Gamera movies. So, apparently, uh... The the new guy who took over for Subaraya, um, Sadamasa Arikawa, didn't like part of what Peter H. Brothers was saying made this different is that he didn't like plan the costumes around the actors that were gonna be in them like Subaraya would do. He kind of just made ones that he thought a human could fit in. So they were way clunkier and harder. Like the the turtle, if y'all notice, doesn't have that thing the four legged ones do normally where their knees are showing. Mm. Um, and that's because where like human legs are like bent the wrong way for an animal, but that's because the legs were up tucked in and then they had to just like walk weirdly with their feet tucked in and their arms in front of them. Uh, so yeah, apparently like that's why this feels a lot different than what we're used to that. And like, he didn't do the same kind of fight choreography based on wrestling or anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Not a very interesting fight. It's just, just tussling. It's very disappointing fight. Um, but wait, did they cause the volcano to erupt, or was that just coincidence? Knowing this movie, I'd guess yeah, coincidence. Just, just <laughs> a thing going on. Just another thing. I mean the the lava shots were amazing. That was like the best part of the fight. Except my favorite part of the fight was when the crab vomited bubbles. Oh, all yeah. Why did that happen? <laughs> and then why did it only happen once? <laughs> I know. Come on, guys. And how come um, none of the humans were afraid of the volcano erupting? Like, it's a small island. The volcano erupts. That's not good. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) The human motivations were very weird in this, which, uh, speaking of which, should we start talking about this fucking cast? Let's start out with uh, Taro Kudo, the journalist, the guy who says, I wish I could go to space. Earth bores me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I like I like that in the 
first scene you see him, you immediately know that he's going to be the principal character because he is the most flamboyantly dressed person on that plane <laughs> by far. Like everyone else is like, but you when you it pans over the people, you know immediately who your guy is. Like, yes. like everyone else is in like nice suits and stuff, and he's got like. <laughs> I don't know. He's just very colorful, and I was hoping totally. there was going to be more of a Twilight Zone. The there's a monster on the on the wing type of thing there, where oh shit, where he's like trying to point everyone, trying to convince everyone on the plane, but they didn't go that direction. I was sad. I mean, he he won my heart early because he was upset by the notion of doing publicity photos. I liked that. I was like, okay, all right, dude, you have yeah. something going on. He's like, I don't Take photograph it. women. <laughs> did he say that? Yeah, yeah, he did. He's like, I don't photograph women. I don't give them guns. <laughs> Weird. I missed that yeah. completely. When the, when the lady first approaches him, he assumes that she's like a wannabe model or something like that. Yeah, oh my yeah. god. <laughs> That's Ayako, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, okay. I think so. That sounds right. I mean, I don't really know. Well, yes, lucky Ayaka. he ran into her to get her to, him to go right to that island. Yeah, <laughs> so Crazy. it seems like she both works at the newspaper where he was trying to get <laughs> stuff published, and at the advertising firm uh, that I... is opening up a hotel on this, or the maybe not the advertising firm. <laughs> was he just firm. visiting the newspaper because the boss was like, or she's like, "You said you'd introduce him to me." Yeah, but he works there but... because. His boss was... No, he does. But does she... I, I, I thought she just... I thought she just worked for the uh, the hotel um, resort, and she was like... And came there to get a She was like tasked to find a photographer. Oh, uh, okay. That makes sense. That's what I thought. That makes sense. I also, when I first saw her, thought she worked there because she was very familiar with the boss. Like, she was, she was acting like they uh-huh. just talk all the time. I don't know. All very strange, but... Mm-hmm. Um, and then, what did you think the biologist was? Like, like what What was his job? Where was he coming from? <laughs> Why do we yeah. need a biologist to get this hotel resort set up? <laughs> Apparently, because there was stuff about them wanting him, the first guy, Kudo, to photograph rare plant and animal species. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it was like environmental impact statement or just like with his knowledge of biology, we could tell people about all the cool beings yeah. here. So or, you could yeah, come... maybe he would be able to point out what's rare for Kudo to take photos of. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're doing like I don't know. ecotourism on this island. Is there? It seemed like it. Isn't it also like an underwater hotel? Yeah, that's <laughs> very ambitious. That later. <laughs> Which they don't even <laughs> like. Funny. Crazy. Just kind of like casually, kind of like mention that. Which is just a very <laughs> funny thing to it. casually mention. <laughs> yeah, I love that the biologist is constantly talking about biology <laughs> as like, like he's like. I mean, first of all, that's just funny. But the, like, he's talking about the giant monsters, and he's like, "My knowledge of biology is useless." <laughs> but then immediately he'll be like, "These amoeba, uh, amoebas uh, could he obviously survive in a vacuum of space where no one else could." Yeah. It's like, what do you, what, what? Like, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. He was also like, um, 
But not in a volcano. Yeah. No. Yeah, he's like, nothing Nothing could survive a volcano eruption. Not even space creatures. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, where do you get this? That's just science. That's just biology. <laughs> and then uh, we've already mentioned how he's like, these creatures are just like themselves, just grown big. And it's like, that squid gives people frostbite and, and yeah, walks what? around on land to find his victims. <laughs> The squid did kind of remind me of Jiger from our last movie because it'd be like, oh, it's a giant squid. And then like, oh, it gives people frostbite. There's just secret powers <laughs> trickling out, not addressed. Yeah, yeah and that, that whole cold thing, it was like, you thought that was going to be a consistent theme because the squid brings cold water, gives people frostbite. But then they never bring the coldness up with the other monsters. No. Yeah, so, that would have been like yeah. a whole thing if they, yeah. if the possessed guy, they touched him and they're like, oh, you're so cold. You know, that, <laughs> that could have been a thing. And Yeah. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. Definitely feels like this script went through so many changes. Things just stayed mm-hmm. that weren't there for any reason. Um, Moving on to like Saki and, and Rico, I cannot understand. Like, imagine you're in a coma and you come to at your own <laughs> wedding. Are we... Like, what? I thought, yeah, that was or... so irresponsible of her to marry that him. Was so fucked up of her. <laughs> and pointless. <laughs> yeah. like... Well, she just wanted a way to, it seemed like she wanted a way to justify taking full-time care of him. And, like, the only <laughs> way to do that is to get married, you know, otherwise we're just... living in sin. But I couldn't figure out what else that could possibly be. Yeah, just to weekend at Bernie's him through his own wedding. Like, <laughs> I mean, uh, even if you don't wake up at your own wedding, you wake up a week later and like, oh, yeah, married. we got married when you couldn't remember anything and you're in a catatonic <laughs> state. Like, what the fuck? That's, that's so messed up. That was, in a bonkers movie, by far the most bonkers thing. Like, I don't... <laughs> And I love how she brings it up when they're like, yeah, we're battling the squid right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm going to get married to Rico. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have a big whole... celebration tonight so I can get married to Rico. <laughs> the, the whole yes. inclusion of that subplot it was so bizarre to me. I'm like, you guys have so much stuff going on. You're... <laughs> And you're getting married? <laughs> can we focus on the monster that put your... Uh, boyfriend in this state <laughs> like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally very silly um in the in the book peter h brothers points out that like a lot of the native folks including rico like hate the people who've arrived like the tourists and hate japanese people in general for their old role in the war and all this stuff but they're invited to the wedding <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i was i so thought strange. it was interesting um earlier in the movie when they first uh encounter the first um uh, person who's native to the item, Rico. Uh, Rico speaks Japanese. I'm like, oh, he's, they speak Japanese? And then the guy goes, yeah, the Japanese were... had a garrison here during the war. And, um, and then he goes, but luckily, they all like us. Or they they, they like the Japanese here. Or some, he said something like that. Oh, and weird. Okay. So I was like, the whole time, I was kind of like, is that just like... Is he saying that from the perspective of a Japanese person who's like, wants yeah. them to like you? Or is that actually true? And there are kind of things where I was like, you know, the the um, 
the chief uh, says, like... Die friends of the devil. Yeah, yeah die <laughs> friends of the devil. And he does stuff like that. But then they also invite them to that marriage ceremony. At the end, yep. they're, like, very... Well, even with, like, the guns and the gas, they're very much like, hey, let's 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 deal with this together. And then at the end, when they're, like, waving the Japanese ship, they're all, like, excited and happy. You, you would think they'd be yeah. like, you fuckers came here and yeah. <laughs> destroyed our fucking lives. Your <laughs> fucking satellite like, fell from the fucking yeah. sky. Yes. <laughs> so the whole time I was trying to figure out, do they actually like Japanese people, or is that just a... Uh... So... Immediately, <laughs> Rico showed that guy some amount of disdain, like to mm. prove that he he didn't know what he was talking about. But um, but yeah. but even then, he's kind of in the day after monster attack. Um, That's true. So he could be kind of like he's just stressed. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think the idea was that they didn't like them. But okay, I feel like we we gotta get into like what this is about since we're on this point right now. Sure, because it's yeah, yeah, very yeah. confusing. Because it at first feels like we have an anti-imperialist monster on our hands, um, yeah. or an anti-colonialist monster. Because yeah, uh, don't make Gazora uh, angry, and Japanese make Gazora angry, and, yeah. Yeah. and, 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 he, and he can telepathically read their Japanese hearts, and will kill them. And and uh, he he's going after the fishermen. He's yep. only who are getting fish for the tourists in from Tokyo. Yes. Yeah, and he's only um, killing people from Japan, but just maiming people from the island. Like it starts to feel like there's <laughs> yeah, no native people die in the whole movie. Right, right, and but but it almost starts to feel like a distinction without a difference because he's also like tearing down their villages and stuff yes. like that. Yeah, well, I mean, also, it just seems to be coincidence that none of the uh, none of the indigenous people die, because, like, he's about to kill Rico, it seems, and then the bats come, and that saves Rico. Yeah. And then, like, he's and wrecking Ombo havoc on the village, praying. not like he's trying to to not hurt them, and it just happens yeah. that he doesn't. Right, and, and totally. that's what's confusing about, like... The, it seems like it's going to be a movie about the hubris of, mm -hmm. you know, the people from Japan. And it sort of is, but then it, like, flips where it's like, actually, it's about how these colonized folks need to uh, put away their differences and come together and uh, team up and help out the Japanese people like it's it's a very strange flip that takes and place wasn't there a line about how i thought there was a line that the natives don't like the japanese because in world war Two their island was used as a garrison like i thought that was a line i wrote it down during I, it yes um, at some point someone like says the opposite of what the first okay guy. i don't think i caught that or or okay, he so they say flips both. it like they don't like us okay. but they do like us like it's something like that okay. happens because then it's like this weird thing where yeah like i mean the end is them working together and they find the garrison and it's like oh what's the negative consequences of the world of world war ii we're more protected you can have all of the guns <laughs> yay like it's a good thing and then like oh the japanese ship is coming hooray and we're all waving and it's just like yeah. Oh, I'm lost. I'm totally lost. <laughs> like, yeah. 
But it it definitely seems at first that it's like pointing out that the terrorism is or the terrorism, the tourism lol uh, is destructive. <laughs> Like, that's what brings the monster. That's what the natives are upset about. But then it's not. No, here's what it is. Natives don't like colonialism. So they hate, they don't like these Japanese people. But they learn that the space amoebas are the ultimate colonialists. So they realize the Japanese are not so bad in comparison to these hyper steroided colonist space amoebas the americans so, so they're they're the americans and <laughs> mm-hmm. this is a warning <laughs> yeah. to potentially I mean, colonize people all over the world to trust japan instead <laughs> well i think to dive more into this like situation i think it's going to get important to talk about obata are y'all mm-hmm. cool to do that so we can like stretch this discussion on yeah. or in a new angle yeah yeah. So, oh, I just want to point out side thing. Uh, Peter H. Brothers referred to Yokoyama. You're asking like what his role is as quote resort agent slash wacko. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know why, but I kind of get it. Um, he wasn't. Yeah, that... Obata, you know, <laughs> plays a big role in this. Uh, Let's sorry. talk about him before he's taken over first. Um, I want to mention though. Do you all know this actor Kenji Sahara? Not off the top of yes. my head. So he is the actor who's been in the most Godzilla movies of anyone. Uh, he was the lead in Rodan. He's... He, uh, the list is insane. Godzilla, Mothra, King Kong vs. Godzilla, Atragon, Mothra vs. Godzilla, Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster, Frankenstein Caucus the World, War of the Gargantuas, Son of Godzilla, Destroy All Monsters, All Monsters Attack, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla, Terror of Mechagodzilla, Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla 2, Godzilla vs. Space Godzilla, Final Wars, and he was the lead in the first... Ultraman series. What? Fucking crazy. Um, yeah. How do I not recognize this dude? I'm pretty good at that. I recognize the actor that played Yoko um, Yokoyama, Yokoyama more than I recognize this guy. Even though I'm, I'm aware of Kenji Sahara and I watch all his movies, I, I find yeah. Yokoyama a lot more recognizable and I recognize him because he's been in a few movies too. Um, I definitely was like, I feel like I've seen this guy before, but I didn't like <laughs> I wasn't like, oh, it's that guy that I've made that list of on multiple episodes and read aloud. <laughs> like, it's such a trip. Um, but he was definitely the standout character to me in this. I thought he did awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super smarmy and like... Yeah, you really just, right off the bat, when you first see him, you're like, oh, this guy's a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, I want to punch this guy. Oh, he's an <laughs> anthropologist? What the fuck? Uh, I guess he doesn't totally. usually play bad guys. Um, they talked about that in the commentary. So, True. Uh, uh, good job on uh, playing this guy. Mm-hmm. Instantly dislikable. Super good job. Um, I liked, speaking of like, whether the the natives uh, like the Japanese or don't, he thinks that the monsters are staged by (laughs) anti-Japanese natives. (laughs) And he says, the line, this line is wild. I blame the shaman. He's afraid civilization will make him lose his job. (laughs) So much to unpack. That was such a good line. Like, such a crazy good line for such a mediocre movie. I could not believe that. Yeah. And then, I think the meat of this movie is in this character for sure. Um, and then on top of that, right after that, he says like, "If there is a monster, then I'm going to capture him and make him a show." And then all of a sudden, the monster yes. appears. 
totally a callback to fucking like uh, uh mothra. Mothra, Godzilla, yeah. And mothra yeah absolutely um also we gotta point out when he says two of my favorite lines also because they're so silly in context the monster won't get me and then his raft is overturned and it's just a doll and it's so obviously just a fucking doll and then the next line we see him is he's on the beach and like i guess the exposition was needed he goes i'm glad i'm still alive <laughs> everyone is baffling because so what did a pool of blood oh that wasn't a pool of blood that was amoebas was it i guess it must have been because i saw him you know his raft overturned in the water and then it looked like a yeah. pool of blood emerged i'm like oh he's gone i thought it was blood too but it must have been I don't Amoebas know. because he was fine when he got up on that beach and was still alive, which he did not appear when that raft got overturned. Totally. So, Charlie, you brought up, you know, the Amoebas being colonizers, like, worse than the other people. And at first I was definitely like, okay, is there going to be a connection between these Amoebas and the colonization theme? Not only do they colonize other planets, they colonize other creatures. True. But yeah, so they start taking him over, and at first I was like, oh, this movie's it's not going to go anywhere, but I think it really kind of does. Like, when Ayaku's give, So he gets taken over, right? And he's like, uh, they're like talking in his head, and they're going to make him do bad stuff, which, I mean, first of all, what'd y'all think of that? What'd y'all think of, like, the voice in his head stuff? Whatever. Silly. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> I, I was fine with it. Um, I was not fine that they made him kill a bunch of bats, but... True. Yeah, I mean, it was silly, but it worked. My favorite line from it was, we are so highly developed, we've lost our legs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's such an insane thing to say when you're specifically, like, want to possess someone for the use of their arms and legs. <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> but to me, the voice in his head sounded a lot like the aliens we've seen in, uh, like, Oh my god, the first one we did together with Bartow. Um, Astro Monster, yeah. Astro Monster, yeah. Um, it sounded kind of like that, like, except for the you are no longer human. Uh, <laughs> it said, like, we have taken complete control of mind and body. We aim to conquer Earth, to dominate men and then the Earth. Like, there's no use to resist. Like, it very much the colonizer kind of language. Mm -hmm. But to me, the most interesting part where I was like, okay, I feel like this movie is talking about this parallel is when Ayaku's doing the speech to him, she's talking about him not as someone taken over by aliens, or it works both ways. She says, aren't you, aren't you ashamed under control of a monster? Even though you're a wretched spy, you're still a human being. So she's still talking about just the fact that he's a corporate spy when he's, like, taken over by aliens, and we're on a whole new situation. Yeah. Isn't that fucking I, weird? I, I, it is. I think it's just like a Hail Mary on her part, just being like, there, there's sure. somebody, there's something in there that will understand and listen, um, or I hope so. Totally. Um, I don't know. It made me think that they were, maybe not intentionally, or maybe I'm stretching it, but under control of a monster, I'm like, oh, the corporation was under, because she talks about you're under control of a monster, you're a spy. And yeah. that's, Fucking weird to me. That threw me off really hard. That's that's, you know, I'm fascinated by this this reading, and like, <laughs> like, what? <clears throat> so we could even have the mon. So the monster is you're saying, if you if you stretch the lens a little bit, 
the monster is sure. like capitalism itself and the the market and and all that. Maybe or maybe like corporations who are trying to and maybe like it's more liberal than that. Like that's what I kind of wish it was, but maybe it's more like the corporation that would like hire you to lie to us and go behind our back and have secret plans, not do it a fair way or something. Mm, I don't know. Right. Like the bad kind of colonizer. Right. And I mean, I guess it, again, we're, we're playing at the similar theme of like, uh, if you don't let, uh, Japan colonize you, America will or whatever. Mm-hmm. Totally. Know, the, or the space amoebas or, will. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so let let mom and pop set up shop on your block so that Walmart doesn't come along. <laughs> it is a jo- Japanese film, right? Allowed the Japan to come in and have some tourist stuff so that the worst ones don't come. Right, 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 right. right. Possibly. Yeah. But either way, pretty yeah. great that he's the corporate spy. He gets taken over by the controlled people, and I liked... It's very hopeful, either however you read it. It's very hopeful that it's like there is a human still inside you. You have control. You can, like, being taken over isn't forever, and you can fucking kill yourself <laughs> to kill the amoebas, right? It's it's very funny that um she's like, it's horrible that you're a corporate spy coming here to get your give your company a leg up here <laughs> yeah. um, against my company who did it the legitimate <laughs> way by uh buying rights to set up our hotels in this on this island totally <laughs> following the law yeah um sure these people like are so against us being here they won't even let us fish but we did it <laughs> legally so and you're the fucking you're the bad guy trying to undermine us uh, yeah like that kind of reminds me of like we should look at this from the native perspective right like what's happening and this movie is very weird about that, too. Kind mm-hmm. of like the last few we've had. I mean, we talked about this in Jiger, like, uh, you know, whether the curse was real or not and whether the native people are being portrayed as dumb or not. Yeah. Because they have the concerns in the beginning. And it's kind of like that, too, right? They're talking about this legendary monster and they're like, that's our monster. But it's like, no, this monster was just created. Yes. Like, how? <laughs> like, what? Yeah, there was, a, there was a weird line about that where they said, like, the legendary Gazora is back to life, and yeah, and it's like, wait, who's what? Who's legend? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> and which made me think, like, oh, these aren't. This isn't like a jellyfish that got huge. This is like a monster that was already there that got taken over by space amoebas. But then they just like mm-hmm. threw that out the window. Like, yeah, totally. I mean, kind of like the first Godzilla, it doesn't totally make sense, right? They're like, this is an old legend, but then they're like, this just was created 10 years ago by the bombs. Mm-hmm. But I guess if we're talking about the the possibility of... Like, when I saw this and the Japanese ship came and they were all waving, I was like, what the fuck does that mean? I was so lost. But now, after this discussion, if we're talking about maybe it's like, oh you know, teach the natives that there's a good colonization versus a bad colonization. The Japanese ship approaching makes it all make sense. They're all like, yay! Like, we've accepted you! But probably they're all just excited because they're going to get saved from this island of monsters. Yeah, where they don't have any houses left. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) But now they get to go to Tokyo. Yeah. Maybe they'll get, uh, maybe they'll be allowed to stay for free at the hotel. 
That's that's a good perk. Per. <laughs> or allowed to work, do ho- like room service go. at the hotel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> be tour yeah, guides. Join the global economy. Uh, totally. Oh, too bad. You're now the poorest island in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so in any Honda movie, if you're like we are right now and you're confused and you're lost and you're like, what are the themes? What's the message? They tell you at the very end. And thank God this one did because it's so clear. The united forces of Earth's creatures, porpoises, bats, and man destroyed the invaders. <laughs> I've never been more confused about a last line of one of these movies. I love that. Um, it kind of makes sense because the bats did the most uh, work here. D- dolphins, too. They, they did some work. Yeah, there and was the dolphins... a clue. <laughs> yeah, I, the, the bats... The bats though rock the end of it. I mean, yeah, the dolphins helped with uh, saving them when Gazora hit, but that was like their only appearance, right? It was was yeah, uh, they didn't come back. Yeah, the underwater scene. Yeah, that dolphin footage was expensive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they had to give those dolphins so much acid and house them for so many years. <laughs> dolphins will only work for acid. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, no, they will only work for John Lilly, and that's <laughs> true. That's how John Lilly works with them. <laughs> true. Do y'all have any other thoughts about, you know, themes, characters, dolphins, bats? I, I I don't know. I just think this movie was it was charming but completely incoherent in what it was yes. like or I, or evil. One at one of the two. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> it's also possible. Totally. I um, think Sorry, do you have more to say? I, the other thing I was gonna say that it was cool that at the end the biologist basically just made the case for the literal existence of the human soul and i think <laughs> i think it's yes. cool when that happens in uh in in film and yeah. tv yeah I, that was that that's sweet and it's also even made more so because uh obata is like this scum throughout the entire movie but you still see him trying to fight through because he has a human soul right and he he grows not all godzilla movies have character growth in them Mm -mm. in fact i would say most of them do not but there was there was character growth in that character which is yeah we've seen him be scummy throughout the entire thing but then here he is at the end trying to fight this possession of him and not only that but willing to kill himself in order to fight it um for the good of uh uh humanity so that's that's a pretty yeah. sweet thing that they yeah. do there um, i mean i might come to and take take a different uh approach or take this back but like okay original godzilla there's big growth at the end but what other movies have this level of like a turnaround of a character by the end like it's pretty rare i feel like uh i don't know yeah yeah i don't know it's a big yeah. moment like granted, I'm inebriated, so it might film. hurt. But off the top of my head, yeah, I can't really think of any. I mean, you totally. know, the little boy uh, in All Monsters Attack. Like he, sure, he. I mean, True. we decided that he was actually very brave, and it's fine, you know. Yes. But he felt like he wasn't brave, and then he <laughs> faced all his fears, and you know, like we have little things like that sort of happen. True, but um. Not from going from the villain to the villain who sacrifices himself to save the protagonist. Totally. Uh, Best character in the movie. Yep. Yeah. 
Great. I think I think Die Studios has a case to sue Toho because obviously their bats defeating the turtle kaiju is a reference to Gamera fighting yes. the bat-like Gaios. kaiju of uh, which is Gaios mm-hmm. of yeah. Gaios and Toho specifically has the bats beat the turtle in this as a way to kind of <laughs> mm. um, focus their their anger as a sort of a, a revenge, hoping to make it into a, a, tu- a tuper tupo. What's the word? Tupole tupo. I don't know. I we brought it up like two episodes ago or last episode. I can't episode. remember it either. Tu- like a your t- your your mind makes something that's fake real. Oh, a tulpa. Oh, my God. Tulpa. There we go. Yes. Hell they yeah. are trying to make a tulpa when they are focusing the bats <laughs> against the turtle and making the bats win. Um, Damn. So, I will start to practice law if Die Studios wants to hire me. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. That's fucking awesome. We need more Gamera lawyers. Not enough. Mm-hmm. I studied Gamera law. <laughs> and this is sort of like when uh, Stanley Kubrick uh, put the family's original car in The Shining, like, crashed off the side of the road in the dirt in his movie. is just kind of like, a, I, you know, I took what you did and I flipped it. Fuck you, which is... Wait, what was that? Oh, I don't man, know about this. Maybe this is a digression <laughs> not worth going on and I will cut it. But um, in... Kubrick's the Kubrick didn't like the book The Shining like at all. He didn't really care for it. And, oh, he um, didn't. No, I mean m- maybe he just didn't care about it in like the context. Yeah, of, no, I mean I can definitely see that, but I just had never heard that. Um, oh, so he got the car from the so book the crash. So the original in the original book, the family drives like a red station wagon or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Holleran is driving back up to the mountain um, to try and rescue the family. He passes mm-hmm. off to... There's, like, a whole scene of him getting stuck in traffic going around this uh, red sedan that or rules. whatever. That's or, awesome. Um, as just kind of like, uh, fuck you, Stephen King. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't give a shit about your book. That, <laughs> I make it my movie. That make, I mean, that makes total sense that... Uh, he wouldn't be a fan of Stephen King because Stephen King, I like, I enjoy him, but not a great writer. So I can totally understand why uh, Kubrick wouldn't be uh, a fan. Um, and it's also funny because Stephen King hated that movie. Yeah. Uh, I recently downloaded like a 60 gig file of uh, Stephen King audiobooks. I'm going to crack into that. Um, oh, cool. Nice. <laughs> well, do you all want to rate this movie on the Godzilla scale, which is just simply. A S through F. Yeah. Yes. I mean, this is a low C, a high D for me. Watchable. Makes sense. I, I probably won't watch it again. Yeah. I'm going to give it a solid D. I had a good time watching it. Didn't like all of it mm-hmm. uh, and was let down by some of the monster stuff, but glad it exists. Had a pretty fun time. And even though it's so stupid, but like, I'm going to get excited when I'm watching SOS and Final Wars and see a reference to this. It's going to be fun for me. So net positive. That's such a cool Easter egg. Yeah, I'm going to give this a D plus. I 
I really think the um, the monsters look really cool. And like I said a few times, I love squids. I love I love turtles, so I thought those were cool. And the crab also looked awesome. But ultimately, movie just kind of found found it a little boring. Just kind of checking the time a lot and it didn't really do much for me. Totally. All right. Anything else before we close it out? Let's get out of here. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. We're at No Gods Pod. You can email us, nogodspod at gmail.com. And if you want to support the show, don't go to Hawaii.